You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm back. Julian, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, I think you've been up to more than I have over the last couple weeks. You got to tell us about uh, Europe, uh, Paris. The I, was, I don't know if it's the home of Rudy Gobert, but the country of Rudy Gobert. It's, yeah, it's about two hours. I looked this up when I was there. It's two hours like south of where Rudy Gobert okay, grew up. Got it. Um, well, first off, great pod last week with our guy Andrew. Thank you, thank um, you. That's I listened to it on a train from uh, Dublin to Cork, just as we intended. Yes, and it was very good. There's some Kyle slander, but it's all right. Oh no, <laughs> it's all right. I uh, no, it's good. Um, yeah, Europe. Europe was great. We went to uh, Paris for five days, and then we were in Dublin for three, and Cork for two. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I have some power rankings I put together for you. Oh, awesome. Um, okay. These are my these are my Europe power rankings, and okay. <laughs> Europe is very big. So I, let's call it the Paris Dublin Cork power rankings. All right, deal. Number one. Cigarettes. Oh yeah, huge, huge. If you like smoking in bars, you gotta go. I, my big joke was that I might start smoking after. Now it's not a joke. I smoke now. <laughs> yeah, right. So I got home and now I smoke. Um, and you wake up at five a.m. And I, that is the thing. Jet lag hasn't. Uh, like I, I haven't quite caught up to like the sleep cycle. Um, yep. So I'm going to bed at like nine p.m. and waking up at like five a.m., which is actually kind of nice because I'm able to yeah. get, get a head start. But yeah, last night, um, my wife was watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I just was like, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs in the recliner, and then before I knew it, I fell asleep at like 9, 9.05. Kyle sleeping in the recliner at 9.05. That, right? Like, tell me you're in your age, 70s. Age comes for us all, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fa- yeah, father time is here. Um, uh, art history, uh, that was like the, my biggest takeaway from Paris yeah. is, 
obviously like there's great things in America, but uh, you go to Paris, man. And like you, you, I, not that you forget, but like, it's hard to even visualize how old these cities are. Right. And like, it's like, Oh yeah, this was built in blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Oh my God, we don't have anything remotely that old yep. where it's like, and just like the preservation and the art and the attention to detail. And yeah, I like Paris. I was like just straight tourist mode in Paris. Like, totally. I was walking around just like, you know, ooing and eyeing. So, um, that's number two. Um, number three, uh, wine before noon on a weekday Love comes it. in at, at number three. Um, we went to a late breakfast at like 1030 on uh, like our last day in Paris. And I think it was like a Thursday or Wednesday. And there's a group behind us, like definitely coming from work, like had their laptops, whatever, just splitting a bottle of wine. Um, 1030 in the morning. I love, love it. it. I don't think there's much of my job. I couldn't do on one glass of wine. I can do all my everything yeah i can do every, probably better yeah. Yeah. the only problem is once i have one it's like well maybe i should have another and then <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah and then it's yeah uh public transportation yeah huge just a win like we went to yeah. paris and to reims one day like you know two hour bus uh or, or train ride like just it was like ten dollars yeah um, and then we went to dublin to cork and we took first class and it was like thirty dollars and you have yeah, a, dude yeah just like okay this is amazing it's funny because i feel like so i think the twin cities have uniquely bad well not necessarily unique but like in terms of big cities which you know if you look at the metro area of the twin cities they're pretty big we do not have a very good public transportation system for our size of city even though you know the buses are good but like the light rail is not that useful and like doesn't really go anywhere unless you're going to a tim rolls game um and then or like just between the two downtowns so not only like I feel like we have not very good kind of intercity transportation. I was in Chicago this week and I was like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to have like, you know, I like took the train around and it was like, okay, yeah. this is easy. But it's like the between cities, I think, that like really stands out for Europe, right? I mean, like the fact that you were able to take a two hour train ride to like a different city. Yeah. Like that's huge um, because really there's no way to get between cities in the U.S. except to well, fly or drive. Yeah. Like if you were going to go to like Duluth this weekend. Right. It's like you're driving and like, that's yeah. fine. And like, it's not like super inconvenient, but like if somebody was visiting, I don't know, not, not that like, it's Min- different. Yeah. Not that, yeah. Not that like Minnesota is a huge tourist spot, but like, if you were like, oh, I'm coming to Minneapolis, where should I go? I'd be like, Oh yeah. Like go up to Lake Superior. Yeah. Okay. Well, got to rent a car. Like whatever. It was just yep. like super easy. Um, that was awesome. Um, number five walking. We walked so many, like I, I want to say like one day we, cause we went for a run in the morning uh-huh. Um, but our mileage was like 32 miles one day. My God. Like we walked like 25 miles just cause you're, you're just kind of walking all over the place. And before you know it, you're like, wow. Um, I think in the first like four days in Paris, I think I lost like five pounds. Love it. Um, then I went to <laughs> Dublin and I gained it all back <laughs> Yeah, like instantly. Cause it's like, Oh, let's just drink in the bar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, very cool. Glad you had a good time. Yeah. Thanks man. Thank you. Um, Okay, let's get to Wolves. This is what this podcast is about. Um, the Wolves are now 7-8. and eight. They have won their last two games. They're 10th in the West. They just lost 6 out of 7 before um, they beat the Cavs without Donovan Mitchell. And they beat the Magic without Paolo Boncaro and Wendell Carter. But who cares? The wins are wins. Wins are wins. Um, up next, 76ers on Saturday. Last two games, Towns has been great. 
30 points, eight rebounds, five assists average. Edwards with a huge game against Orlando. Um, like 30 some points, eight rebounds, six assists. Um I it's hard to go like too in depth because you I think you and Andrew did a really good job in the last pod talking about like where the wolves are at, whether we panic, whose fault is it? I guess my biggest question for this podcast is what is this success on offense? Cause what I'm seeing, what mm-hmm. we saw initially was like everybody was trying to have a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think over the last two games, and again, you're against shorthanded teams and like anybody can beat Orlando right now, but it seemed like it was just like, Oh yeah. Ant is cooking or, um, D'Lo is cooking mm-hmm. against the Cavs. Like you let them go and then you figure the rest out where before I've talked about this analogy a lot on this podcast, but like if you ever play like any video game, like Madden yeah. or like NBA yeah. 2k, you're like, Oh my God, I need to get Justin Jefferson 150 yards. So like you yep. just keep passing him the ball and then like, it actually doesn't work out. Yeah. And that's what the wolves were doing. It was like, we need to get Gobert 17 and 10 and we need to get cat his 25. And we need to get Edwards 25. Yep. D'Lo needs to get 20. And then nobody was doing anything and they were getting killed. Is is that like the right take on this? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, any good offense flows through all of the players, you know, and then you don't know who's going to be kind of hot on any given night, but like you have to take what the defense gives you, you know? So I, I think that the developments on offense are really positive, especially like obviously cat playing better um, because I think we've said it a lot. This team kind of is going to go as cat goes. And so if cat can be like efficient and productive on offense, that's going to go a really, really long way. And then Edward's just kind of shaking it off. Um, yeah. I thought he had some interesting quotes in, in the latest uh, <laughs> John Krasinski piece where he's just like, I don't want to watch myself on film tomorrow. Like, yeah, I, I think that was actually about defense, but you know, like if ants, like just ready to kind of turn it around and flip a switch, like that's great. Um, I think even though it was against bad teams, this is a really positive development for the wolves. I mean, as we said earlier, wins are wins, but also just getting some wins and getting some wins that you should get kind of, I think just takes some of the tension out of the air. And I feel like when I was talking to Andrew, like around that time last week, it was just really seeming not good. And now it just seems like the vibes are just a little bit kind of improving. Um, And that's what you want to see. I mean, they're still in a fine position record wise. Like, yeah, it's still really early in the season. So it, you just want to see improvement. And I think we've seen that and that's, that's good. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And that, that's like my biggest test here. Cause it, it goes back to, uh, you know, you, you obviously want wins, but like it, it goes back to that Jimmy Butler season mm-hmm. where like you're around the team and maybe people externally didn't know, but like, everybody's like oh my god is it so fun to work for the team and you're back in the playoffs you're like no it fucking sucks everybody hates each other vibes are horrible yeah and early on that was like like even worse than i thought the worst case scenario for this team could be where i was like after 10 games i was like oh my god everybody hates each other like Mm -hmm. the body language is not good and not that two games can fix it and like there certainly will be things that happen but um you know, I, I don't know. I, I just hope that like games like this helps, but then you also look back and yeah, I don't like, I, I, I hate harping on it, but it's like, you know, being positive and it, it reminds me of like a, a junior high team. Cause mm-hmm. D'Lo had a quote in his last, uh, I think it was two pieces ago from Krasinski, but he basically just said, um, yeah, like 
you know, how like vibes were good and like, and maybe, maybe it wasn't even a quote. Maybe John just like pointed it out. Like yeah. everybody was so positive after like a few made buckets and it's like, well, well, yeah, but just like be positive all the time. Like yeah. if you don't get the pass, like don't roll your eyes. Like, yep. You're a new team trying to figure each other out. Like be like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, Hey, when I do this, do that. Or if I'm cutting here and it's, for me, it's like the, the rolling of the eyes. It's and you, and you have Towns and Gobert who are just like, they could teach master classes on how to have shitty ass body language. And, and like, yeah. same with D'Lo. Um, so it's like just fi- trying to figure that out and like instill confidence in each other. And that's yep. a Chris, that's a Chris Finch job. Not, you know, yep. um, but yeah, I mean, I guess what we've seen in the last two games is, is promising. Yeah. And I think that Kat and Ant are both guys who kind of need to see the ball going in in order to keep a positive attitude sometimes. And like, you know, that's, I struggle to say that like, that's, I mean, it's not a good thing. Like you want to have that positivity all the time, but they're both like, they're going to have enough games where they're doing well that it shouldn't really be a major issue. Yeah. But if you're thinking about D'Lo and Gobert, like they're not going to have those games, you know, like they're not going to really have a ton of games where they're scoring a lot. And so especially those two, like really need to figure out how to make, I mean, I, I honestly think this mostly about D'Lo. Like I think Gobert is like pretty good at like still making a positive impact on the court, even if he's not scoring. I mean, that's kind of his whole thing. Yeah. Um, But with D'Lo, it's like, he's really got to be, positive like he's he's got to be okay scoring 11 points and seven assists and in a contract year like that's i know that yeah. sucks for him but it's like that's like for this team to win it's, it's just like, what it is yeah um i agree and like chris finch had pretty telling quotes after that Cavs game too about delo basically mm-hmm. saying how he did the easy things um yep. and he made them easier and like basically it's like we've talked about this before but or maybe you and andrew did but it's like when he takes that pump fake um, you know, instead of like launching the three right away, it's like maybe drive yeah, and then like take advantage of that empty space. And then like, Oh wait, there's Jaden McDaniels in the corner. Boom. Hit him. Yep. And it's like just that extra step sometimes where it always seems what he does is like always five times harder than it needs to be. And you're like, yep. maybe just slow down. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you caught the magic game, but Tom cream was there. He was his coach at Georgia and they mm-hmm. interviewed him, um, in the second quarter he had some pretty interesting things to say. He was basically just talking about how if Ant, you know, continues to, um, it was just like very technical things. Like if he basically stays focused on his follow through and doesn't fade away um, and like, you know, follows through with his, in, in, with his hands, stay, stays straight up and stays engaged. Like he's a million times better. And it was, yep. just, like, it was just like a very simple thing. And in that same piece uh, from Krasinski, he pretty much confirmed it because he yeah, said Ant once, talked about it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was like super interesting where I was like, wow, did they talk about this? Because Ant was saying how once he sees shots going in, he tends to start fading away and like get yeah. laxed. And I was like, oh my God, like that's exactly what your college coach just said. I know. And- it's really funny. It's funny to hear. Like, I think something I enjoy about Ant is he like will be very upfront about like the things, like the specific things he's not doing well. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, he needs to not do that. Like it's in, in some ways, it, if he, if he were a five or six year pro, it would be kind of disturbing to hear him being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of just, you know, get, lose my form when I start to make shots, but because the, you know, because he's still so young, it's kind of like, well, I'm glad you know that. Yeah. You like know, you're, at least you're... like <laughs> you can do something about it now. 
And it tells me that like, it's not like an intentional thing, right? Like where it's like, oh no, that's just like a habit that I have. And yeah. I not do that. I mean, understanding your habits is like a big part of improvement, like in any area. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he's able to to diagnose that. But it is funny that his college coach, like maybe you talk to him, maybe like maybe Korean talk to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought like, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, wow. Um, funny. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so the Wolves have the 76ers on Saturday, which will certainly be a fun game. Um, Townsend and Bede. And then on Monday, they have the heat. So what we'll probably do for our podcast is maybe record next Tuesday after those two games, and then we'll take the rest of the week off with with Thanksgiving. Um, yep. But up next, 76ers, Heat, Pacers, Hornets, um, and Warriors to, to kind of close out um, the next two weeks. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting times. Um, but, yeah, good, good wins overall, I think. Um, yeah, something to watch. I, I just wrote this down. I don't think it's anything. But over the last three games, just 11 minutes per game for Jalen Noel. And he was supposed wow. to play the guy off the bench. Yeah, so. that's interesting. It does seem like I didn't notice that. I, I, it does seem like the bench needs something, um, because like Jordan McLaughlin hasn't gotten the same run that he's been used to getting. Mm-hmm. Um, Noel has struggled. Um, Prince and Anderson are are both very good, um, but it just seems like there's like something missing there. So I I don't know what move there is to be yep. made when you're a team with no draft picks, really. But um, I don't know. Something to watch. With that, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. NBA fans, NBA <laughs> fans, <laughs> the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then we want to thank our good friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. They're in Bloomington. They're in Little Canada. Go to their website. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. Um, they got it all. They're, they post a bunch of their, their like big hits from people. Yeah. Um, I know before I left, I we previewed Chronicles Draft, which is... Um, I always like say like, don't buy something like sure. that because whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's a fun, like it's 150 bucks and you get, I think like two autographs and two mem cards. Yeah. Last year we did it. Um, I think we ended up getting like five. Actually, we got like three autos. We didn't hit anything huge, um, but it is just like your first chance of getting like those rookies. And suddenly if you land a, you know, um, like last year was like, you know, if you would have landed like a Kate autograph or a Mobley autograph would have been huge. Yeah. This year, it's like there's certainly guys too, where it's like guys that you know, you get their autograph, and it's like sweet, you you got their first autograph. It's not in a pro uniform, and it won't be worth as much. But guess what? It's only 150. dollars um, Another shout out I want to make for three stars is um, PSA grading. I think it's down to twenty dollars. It might be mm-hmm. lower. I'm not sure, but go check that out if you want to send cards in. Um, I think I have like 30 coming back next week or something. Nice. Not good for the bank account um, <laughs> right away, but hopefully I'll get that back. Um, and then uh, I, we don't know what their deals are yet, but three stars does such a good job of black Friday deals and cyber Monday deals. Um, so I, my guess is they'll post them maybe like this weekend or next week, Monday um, check out their, their deals because they have like these in-store deals that are really, really good um for like boxes so if, you, if you're thinking about buying something um 
I'm not saying like hold off, but like they'll, you'll probably get some sort of deal for something yeah. on Black Friday. They do a really good job with with trying to give customers um, deals. And if you haven't been in, a good time to start. Good, I was gonna, yeah, good time to start. Um, maybe get something for for a loved one, a box of cards. <clears throat> Jenna, maybe get your husband a box of cards. If you're <laughs> listening to this. Um, yeah, and and if if you uh, talk to them. Um, Eric's our guy in little are in uh, Bloomington. Um, tell him the 10,000 lamps podcast sent you. We would really appreciate that. Okay. Let's go into some other NBA news. Um, yeah. Three storylines. Uh, Kawhi is slowly coming back. He played, I think he had six points. Yeah. Um, played 25 minutes in last night's game over a win over uh, the, the Pistons. Um, it's been a weird thing because I think like we all thought Leonard would be back to full strength this year. And that's why everybody's like, Oh my God, the Clippers are going to be good. It was only his third game he's played this year. And his quote was kind of not alarming necessarily, but like worrisome. His yeah. quote, just rehabbing, getting ready. Leonard said after what he was going to um, basically what, what he's experiencing. I'm not going to explain it because I'm not a doctor. Nobody in here is. Um, so just getting back on the full floor, ready to get back on the floor. Um, he also called it a two year process, which we've actually seen that in the NFL this totally. year with like Saquon Barkley. He wasn't great last year and now he's really good. And it's two years removed from an ACL. The only problem is like Kawhi's 31. Mm-hmm. Um, are like, are we worried about this or is it just like, give yeah, him a month off? For and- sure. I mean, it's very concerning. Um, I mean, yeah, the premise of the Clippers is that Kawhi comes back and at least become kind of like that all-star level player. Like, I think it's easy to forget that Kawhi, like three years ago, was like an MVP favorite. Yeah. You know, like, like this guy's really good. And the league, like the landscape of the league has changed not having a healthy Kawhi. Um, And I I just, I'm starting to doubt that we're ever really going to get that again, which is too bad because he's like really fun to watch. For me, at least. Um, so, I mean, I hope he comes back strong, but it's definitely concerning. I mean, you, this is like the age where you start to see guys like never really get back to their full yeah. selves. So I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem good. Yep. I, uh, I'm with you. Like, not like, I'm not like, you know, firing off the alarm, but it right. is like, yeah, it's just like, huh. like, <laughs> like it does seem like there's a scenario and like we hit to December and it's like Kawhi's playing in one game a week or like mm-hmm. they shut him. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it, but yeah, hopefully. Right. Because otherwise it's like, I don't know. That just sucks. Cause it, like for a brief second there, Kawhi was like the best player in the game or like yeah. one of them. And it's, he, you know, certainly like still regarded as that, but like, it's hard. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, LaMelo Ball. No, damn the fans. Uh, LaMelo Ball, he was he missed the first part of the season with an ankle injury. Well, he comes back um, his first game back and he goes to kind of save a ball out of bounds and he steps on a foot a fan's foot. It wasn't the fan's fault. Like nothing no. he could have done if you watch the replay, but um, he hurt. He, he hurt. He, he hurt. I can't speak after France. He'd be uh, hurt. He'd be hurt. Uh, <laughs> no, he got hurt. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's super serious, but the point here is Charlotte is now four and 12 Yeah, and it's a big tanking season. Um, big at, season for tanking. <laughs> at what point do you say, Hey, LaMelo, the ankle, eh, are we sure? Oh man, we, you know, just, we want to think about your future and make sure that we're really, you know, taking that into consideration and we don't want you to aggravate this anymore. 
Maybe we shut you down for six weeks. Yeah, maybe you're not feeling super well. And then maybe in six weeks, maybe your back hurts or mm-hmm. you have a personal mm-hmm. issue that you have to deal with away yeah. from the team. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, good good transition here uh, is the Lakers. Uh, yeah. So I basically brought that up and I don't think they're going to sit the mellow. Um, no. But the Lakers are three and 10. They had a players only meeting. Um <laughs> famously a, a good sign yeah they, they they had a meeting that uh or actually it wasn't players only it was like the whole the whole team um no oh. they were two and ten at the time so they they won a game afterwards yeah um but basically like anthony davis said we had conversations oh that a team that every two and ten team should have uh, about what each player can do better um how rob plink is ruining our lives and no, i'm kidding uh <laughs> coaching staff medical staff everybody we just want to figure this out uh darvin ham medical coach, staff yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> what the, the medical staff guys in the background? Like, what? What do I have to He's do? Like, this? I re- yeah, you're right, guys. I gotta show up. <laughs> yeah, I gotta show up more. It's like you're right. We gotta figure out your ankles. Darvin uh, yeah. Ham. Everyone chimes in. No idea. No idea is a bad idea, except for everything LeBron says. No. Uh, the only bad idea is not having an idea. <laughs> which oh I think, God. <laughs> which is funny. Imagine if every call you That's were on, never somebody needed to have an idea, and like how there'd be like 10 bad ones. Cause everybody's like, I don't have an idea. I, <laughs> why do I need to have one? Sounds like working for a advertising agency. It, it kind of does. It's like, tell me <laughs> what, what's your pitch? Be like, I don't have a pitch, man. I think it's working fine. Uh, bad news though. The Lakers don't have their first round pick. Yeah. So they're kind of screwed. I, uh, they better not freaking trade these firsts for like middling pieces. Cause this team is so far away, you know, they just have to, they should trade. I still think they should just like trade AD or trade. I mean, I know they can't trade LeBron, but or something, but yeah, they, they, they should not, they should blow the team up. Um, yeah. That's what I have in my notes, right? Like stupid. even like, I think what are you doing? Palinka's thing is like, if we have to give up the first round pick, that does not look good for me, but guess what? Like you're going to suck no matter what, like you're two and 10 or whatever, three yeah. and you know, it's just like, I don't know. They're just, there's nothing that a meeting is going to fix. I mean, sometimes like players only meetings are really productive. And I guess this was not a players only meeting players and medical staff meeting. Yeah. Players um, and uh, <laughs> the whole team. And then just shit on the medical people. Um, I think, you know, there are times when that's really productive and that's generally when there's like issues that need to get figured out. And I mean, I'm sure there are issues that need to get figured out on the Lakers, but the problem is they just don't have enough talent. I mean, there's just not a good team. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to, no, I, I, I agree. With you know, it's like they they can't talk their way out of this. They they just aren't good. I, I agree. They're not good. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tank. What can you get for Davis? Like a first? Man, talk about a guy whose value has dropped. Remember when he was like going to be the best player in the NBA? What the hell happened? He was like, the survey was like, if you could have any player for the next decade, it's like, yeah, I want to Cat and AD. What? Yeah. Those were the days. Uh, <laughs> the GMs that did that were like, oh, God. Nope. All right, Julian. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we're sure. back. We'll get back. We'll one podcast next week, then we'll get back to our normal rotation of like two totally. or so. Um, well, cool. Uh, good to be back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, Julian, thank you. And then you we'll, we'll talk to everyone next week.